Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Now joining me is Matt Phelan. He's the CEO and co-founder and author of The Happiness Index. His new book, The Happiness Index, Why Today's Emotions Equal Tomorrow's Business Success, is a data-driven exploration of the factors that determine employee engagement and happiness at work. And he joins me now. How are you, Matt? I'm good, I'm good. How are you? Are you happy? Uh, (laughs) Sometimes, sometimes not. All right. Well, listen, let's talk about the... Maybe happiness, I was thinking, is, is... is sometimes maybe not taken seriously. Is it the wrong word, I was thinking? Like, would something like contentment or something be better? Just because, you know, in all work, we can't be happy all the time. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't I don't think it's the wrong word, but I do think the word comes with assumptions that happiness is fluffy and something that doesn't belong at work. Yeah. So... I think sometimes using other words to get the conversation started helps. Um, But however, um, if we get into the data research and science, if you're happier at work, you perform better. But I'd also point out it is impossible to be happy all the time. And and we're not talking about targeting happiness. We're talking about improving happiness. But if, if you're having a bad day today, that is totally normal. Right. Okay. No, well, I think that's good. So essentially, this is a book around improving one's, a company's ability to find, attract and retain talent. Would that be fair to say? Exactly. And I think if you go back, if you go back only 10, 15 years ago, a group of people working somewhere couldn't necessarily start up a WhatsApp group and decide to start their own business or move or leave or or go and do something. So the workforce is way more flexible now and has way more autonomy. So I think these things are coming on the agenda because companies need to work harder to attract and attract and retain talent than they've ever had to before. The the other the other aspect of it is, you know, that there's no longer a job for life. You know, the 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 the, the youth of today will end up, you know, in in numerous jobs and you know, it seems almost normal now to be you know if you're someplace five years people say you're you're there too long i think i I put that back on the company and if you look at if you look at the data and you look what what people want now they want to understand the purpose of what they're doing and that isn't just generational i think the pandemic has changed so many of us i know so many people that totally look at work differently since the pandemic so i I think the thing that's changed is the companies need to just work a bit harder to understand like why that person's coming to work and what impact it has. Whereas before it was accepted, you turn up, you earn some money um, and that pays the bills and, and then you go out of the weekend, you have a great time. But I think me included, a lot of us have have reflected and thought, you know what, I, I look at life a little bit differently now. Mm, I don't disagree with you. And I think, you know, when you're sitting in your car, on the way to a meeting, you're kind of saying, this is a waste of time. I should be doing something else. Uh, we wouldn't have said that, you know, five years ago. Yeah, I think things are like, I I used to be in the office eight, at least 8am 8, 8, like 8 every morning in, in, in my previous life. Now, I still work hard, but I drop the kids at school every morning because I started doing that in the pandemic. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade that for anything now. If you, if if so, you, you, you probably have to call me out on this. But if someone coming off and offered me ten million pounds, I wouldn't swap dropping my kids off because that that period of time is not gonna, it's not gonna last long. 
and I don't want to give that up. It's a good job today is a Saturday then and you don't have to bring the kids <laughs> to school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, let's go back to the research. Um, if we talk about, you, you say that it was uh, a fascinating dive into data from over 100 countries and 2 million human beings that help us understand what really drives our engagement and happiness at work. Tell me more about the, where the research was conducted. So the, the, the book lends on different types of research. So the Happiness Index um, is an employee engagement platform. So we're collecting data in real time every day. So that's where you get your 2 million employees from. They're the people that we measure on most days. Um, but then there's over, um, there's tens of thousands of, of academic research studies into this as well, into employee happiness. And there's over 100,000 studies into employee engagement. Just for the non the non HR person, engagement is what your brain needs at work, and happiness is what your heart needs at work. Yeah, not one's, not one's better or worse, but some companies forget about one of those factors. Um, so it's got the academic research because you need you need peer review. It's got our real time data, but then I also brought practitioners in because data and research is great, but what about someone on the front line? How you apply it into a pub business is going to be different to how you apply apply it into, for example a law firm. So I brought practitioners in to talk about the data as well. So, so, it, so it, it actually felt like a real life book that people could use and pick up and, and listen to some experts. And when you, the, the way the book is written, so like a step-by-step approach to learning from real world data about happiness and then some practical lessons applicable to any organization, as you say there, and then some case studies. So it, it is quite, you, you, you come at it from a number of different angles. Yeah, well, I, I think, I mean, you're, 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 in, the, you're in, the, in, the, in the world of storytelling, right? And I think data, science and research is really important. But if it just sits in the paper and people don't get out there and tell the stories and bring it to life, it doesn't actually have an impact on the world. Yeah. Uh, and we see that across all, all areas of, of life. So I felt like you had to bring it out there, but also I didn't want to patronize the reader because if you're into reading books, you pick up one book one day and it says, this is the way to do it. Then you pick up another book and it says, this is the way to do it. And then you pick up another book and it says, this is the way to do it. <laughs> so I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to tell people how to think or how to lead their people or how to be a manager. I just wanted to put all the research and data that we had out there with the external stuff. And then people can make their own mind up because have you got, have you got any siblings at all? I have, yeah. I have two brothers and two sisters. Would you? It's exactly the same as me. Would you say um, that you have the same personality as them? Absolutely not. (laughs) If even the the people that you're related to have different personalities, it therefore it therefore shows us that every person is different, every team is different, and every company is different. Yeah, I sort of go against that. That the book that says this is the way, because the only things that are this is the way tend to be cults. So it just puts you out, puts the data out there. People can read it and then they can apply it however they want in, in their organisation. Uh, that's a really smart way to do it, Matt. And, and just on that, you know, because happiness can mean different things to different people or, you know, it isn't the same for any of us. It's very hard to, to, to nail it down. Yeah. So have you have you seen that um, that that pub in Ireland that have done that Christmas advert that's got? I have. I and I just thought it was wonderful. The the, yeah. the 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 guy going with the flowers to his wife's grave and then coming back to the pub. How touching was it? I thought yeah. it was amazing. 
It's amazing, right? And the reason I think that's gone viral, so the top driver of happiness um, at work is positive relationships. What, what that gets into, we're all different, right? But what that gets into is the importance of relationships. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's hard to not to talk about that without almost crying, isn't it? No, I know. It was very moving. It's very moving. And the reason that we, that we love that advert is because it's what it's doing. It's an, an emotional, universal emotion that we will all feel. And that positive relationship thing is something that we all need. Now, you get some people like yourself that are quite social and out there and happy to do radio programs and stuff. And you get some people that are be introverted. But that's, not, that's different to if someone... It, we all need relationships, right? That, and that's what the book gets into it tries to get into and unpick like what's behind happiness and and how you can impact it in a good way well look it's a, it's a very interesting book and a very interesting angle uh, on a subject as i said that's hard to nail down so well done to you matt Phelan, uh, on on compiling this book the happiness index uh, why today's emotions equal tomorrow's business success. It's been a good conversation and wishing you happiness and all the rest and for Christmas. And you, if, you, if, I, if we don't chat, have a good Christmas. Top man. Thanks, Matt. Cheers. Thank you. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.